0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed.
1: We just had to wake up a little bit. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I give them credit. Now they're playing hard. And now they're playing real fast and, um, they're we getting easy uh, looks at the basket behind the behind the arc and everything. Um, yeah, we we need a little wake up call. Coach gave it to us and uh, we responded. And uh, we still got to finish better a little bit. But um, yeah, like I said, if we can learn from wins, that's way better to learn from losses.
2: Chewing Ju- on with another one. Can we also take a minute and have a moment of silence for the Mavs pick? Oh God, it's not conveying, is it? This year, unless we get a little lucky, because that that sucker's. Although, you know, what the Jazz were feisty. The Jazz, I mean, and again, just sorry, real quick, real quick aside. In the category of like, don't take any wins for granted. Um, go look at the team, the Portland team that the Minnesota Timberwolves lost to today. Shout out Kevin Knox, who helped um, uh, deliver a damaging blow to the Timberwolves hopes to advance out of the play-in. Or I guess at this point, even make the play-in for sure. Um like Timberwolves lost that game. The nets were up by, I believe 18 points with uh, five minutes and change or about six minutes left in the fourth quarter in that game. And the Utah jazz had a shot to win that thing at the end. Uh, that's what made me think about this is like thinking about the Mavs and like that. They're going to finish in tenth. Utah could still pass them. If Utah isn't going to tank and rest its guys, I know they're resting some of their guys, but um, yeah, I mean, look, we, we might get lucky. They, they you know, the, Even if they end up in the 10th spot, there's still, I think, a 20% chance they fall to 11 um, or whereabouts. Uh, So, whatever. We'll see. Crazier things have happened. What do you think hurts cubes the most? Brunson, the Kyrie trade, or trusting um, SBF with his money? What do I think hurts the most? You know what I I mean the honest answer I'm just like I'm going to do the do the unenviable thing and I'm going to attempt to put myself in the shoes of a Mavs fan and that uh maybe like covered the team or wrote about the team and was attempting to put a positive spin on things I think what, what would upset me most if I was Mark Cuban is the fact that like on the surface everything he's done since the Porzingis trade which I think was the original sin the Porzingis trade was the original sin and Chris Percyinen had a great thread on this uh, like a month or two ago you you could really in a lot of ways take every bad thing that has happened or that the Maz have done or every stupid thing they've done since the KP trade and in a way relate it back to their decision to, to make that trade. But like, even like the KP trade, the first KP trade, the second KP trade, the Brunson thing, you know, um, the Kyrie trade, like you can look at everything individually that they have done. And there's other moves that I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skirting over and justify it. Like even not giving Brunson, the extension before the trade deadline like was it a good justification my god no it was not a good justification but like the justification was essentially that if they gave him that money they would not be able to put him in a trade and they're trying to think bigger picture and like always like can we trade for the next superstar and the whole thing so like that was the most egregious one and that was easily i think the least defensible of anything that they've done but like if, if you're asking me like what would hurt What do you think hurts him the most? I think he's probably looking at this and being like, man, I get that like the moves don't always work out for the best, but everything we've done has backfired so spectacularly. Like you could, you could go through five or six or seven or eight of their biggest moves over the last, whatever it is, five, six, seven years and go one by one and be like the, the, the they arrived at like the, the 10th percentile outcome or the 15th percentile outcome. And as far as like how good or bad the move ended up working out for them, that has to be frustrating if you're an owner of an NBA team. So that's my answer. Thanks you. appreciate you, man. Hamdi M with another one. Thank you. Hamdi. I like where at as a where we're at as a team and an organization sustainability is what we all wanted for the longest time with all this young talent and the assets I'm feeling optimistic um that's my favorite word when I think about fandom and I think about what I want out of a team and I think about um when I look around to other organizations that I'm I've been envious of and am envious of even now, there's always, there's always better situations, right? Is sustainability. And you want sustainable. That's why I think my daughter is going to pop in here and say, hi, um, you want sustainable wearing your, you you're, you're team Santa Christmas pajamas. It's not a good look for the Macri household that we have our daughter dressed in Santa pajamas and it's, it's April. Uh, it's okay. Uh, yeah, be quiet, though, Saskia. Um So, like, I think you look at sustainability, but I think you also look at ceiling and is, and that combination, right? And I think you could really, honestly, you could really argue that this is the best combination the Knicks have had of sustainability and ceiling. <sighs> I want to say 97. Probably ninety seven. You know, I mean, that team had. Some people believe that ceiling. That team had a ceiling of a championship, and I think they were, they're pretty sustainable. Though Ewing was obviously past his prime, and he was still their, you know, their best player. So, like, it's. I don't know. There's honestly, this might sound this might sound blasphemous. There's an argument that it is the best combination of ceiling and sustainability since. Uh, can can we say nineteen ninety four? Is that nuts? Is that crazy? I don't I don't know if it's that crazy Um, just because of what you're talking about, because of the assets and because of the young talent, the tricky part that they're going to have to navigate is and it is tricky. And I I don't want to. I don't want to poo poo this notion because it is is the NBA. It is not a notion to be poo pooed. I don't I still don't think they have the main guy. I still don't think they have their number one. And I think you need that number one to win a championship, obviously. Um, and I still don't think they have it. And that is, you know, that's the toughest part to come across. But but when I say that everything else is there, and not only is everything else there, but we ha- we do have the pieces to get that number one. And then the tricky part, obviously, is figuring out can you can we? You're not going to have your cake and eat it too fully. But can we have our cake and eat it to, to the point that we still get to root for some of these young guys, right? And some of these guys that we've developed attachments to for a while. And I, I, I hope we can. And it's a difficult neat needle to thread. Credit to the front office. They've done a spectacular job threading that needle in the time that they've run this team. Spectacular job. Truly. Thanks, Hamdi. Appreciate it, man. Hamdi with another one. My goodness, Hamdi, you're you're just as you're crazy, too. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Thank you, KFS, by the way. You are truly Tibbs type of (laughs) player. That's the that is the best compliment that I will ever get. Truly. Um, You work hard, hustle and put in the work. Glad I stumbled upon you clowns. We are clowns. Make no mistake about it. We are clowns. Um, shout out tonight to uh, also APJP. He is um, he is on the ones and twos. See if I can convince APJP to, to uh, maybe come up here for a few minutes at the end of the program. He hasn't been up here in a while, so we'll, we'll see if we can get him up. Uh, Andrew's still on the mend, but uh, shout out to the whole. As good an opportunity as I'll, I'll have to just shout out everybody with Nick's Film School um, who helps us out and uh, on the periphery to say nothing of our actual team. And I'm, I can't speak enough about all of the people who wear the Knicks Film School hat and are under the Knicks Film School umbrella. Who, like, people will go to like talk to me and be like, the the team you've assembled. I'm like, you talk about all the people who make me look good and like not like an idiot for just getting up here and spouting crazy things. Uh, Yeah, I shout out to Andrew Claudio. He knows how to find the most talented people around and shout out to the most talented people around who decided they wanted to be a part of Next film school. Um, But yeah, it's been amazing. And and thank you. And and, yeah, thanks to everybody. Kevin, what's going on again, Kev? All right. I think you play the next three games like the preseason. I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, look, they they have to get one more win. Play guys who rotate. Play guys who rotate who, who sits. Play guys who rotate, who sits. This way you keep guys fresh, but also give them rest.
3: Yeah, I mean, like,
2: look, I was, again, I was being facetious earlier. You're not going to put every single rotation player in bubble tape. And, oh, my God, Obi Toppin is wearing the greatest outfit I have ever seen. I am retweeting this video. Yeah. This is courtesy of SNY. What a what a lord Obi Toppin is. Just I, I Don't trade this, man, please. I love him anyway. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, like you're going to play these guys and like any time you send a player out there, there's going to be a risk of injury. And I also wonder, and again, I, I'm not someone who's played sports to this level, but I always I wonder about like. You know, if you're going to play, you're going to play, you're going to play your game. If you play like trying to guard from from injury, like that might make it more um more likely that you are going to get injured. You know, I think I've heard that said, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard it said, Um, you know, can they, can they adjust? I was, I was saying on Twitter to Benji earlier, like Benji was like, you know, saying it to Jalen Brunson. Could we maybe not do the take charges for like, until we're in the playoffs and the playoffs start. Um But that's Jalen Brunson. That's who Jalen Brunson is. He's not going to change. So like they can't turn it on and off. Um I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's a good, listen, it's a great problem to have. How about that? It's a great problem to have. Thanks Kev. Exhibition continues. So many players rounding at the forum at the perfect time. As my wife and daughter are playing. Guess who? (laughs) Um, Playoff bound. I cannot wait for that garden electricity. We back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, Game, it's going to be game three. So you figure playoffs are going to start next weekend. Um, Not next weekend, the weekend after that. Figure you, you'll get, I wonder when our first playoff game is going to be. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, Yeah, you figure the first game at the Garden is going to be, I mean, some of these playoff series, they extend where you don't get the game, you don't get a game three of a first round playoff series until the second playoff weekend. Like that's, I feel like that has been happening for a few years now. So like, there's a chance the Knicks don't play their first playoff game at the garden until, uh, what is that? What is that weekend? Um, a a while from now, it would be April, like the weekend of April 22nd, 23rd, you know, I don't know. We'll see, but it's going to be electric. It's gonna be really cool. Um, Um, Red Sarachak what's going on Red J-Mac we're one step closer to shutting down 7th Avenue one of these days one of these years it's going to happen Red I trust I trust I trust I trust Um, by the way there is a chance that the Knicks can yeah right yeah there is a chance that the Knicks could clinch the five seed before they play their next game on Wednesday, because the Nets play the Timberwolves. It'd be very interesting to see uh, how the, how the Timberwolves respond after their debacle today, that those guys play on Tuesday night. So if the Timberwolves beat the Nets on Tuesday night, um, then the Knicks clinch the five seed. If they, if they don't, beat the Timberwolves on Tuesday, or if they do beat the Timberwolves on Tuesday night and the Knicks somehow lose to the Pacers, that is going to be a little dicey because the Nets' next game after that is going to be Wednesday against the Pistons. And then on Friday, the 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 Knicks, or sorry, the Nets play the Orlando Magic. Um, and then the Knicks that Friday play the Pelicans who are playing as well as any team in the league right now and desperately need that win. I mean, and then, the Nets close the season against the Sixers. Sixers could be resting all of their guys that last game. Um, and then the Knicks close against the Pacers. I know we're sitting here and I know we're basically talking about the five seed as if, as if it is a fait accompli, but like. The Tuesday game against Minnesota, that Nets, that Brooklyn plays very important. And then if they win that game, boy, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh boy is it going to be important for the Knicks to win a road game, by the way, in Indiana against a Pacers team that has been feist, feisty of late. Very important. Because, I mean, boy, do, do we do not want the fifth seed going into next weekend. You know, so take care of business on Wednesday night, boys. That's the, I think that's the moral of the story. Especially, I mean, if Brooklyn wins, especially. Take care of business on Wednesday night. Alex with another one. Hello from the land of enchantment. Shout out to KFS for great content and entertainment over the course of an amazing regular season. Keep up the good work. Great additions with Ben, Chris, Sean, Mensa, XJ, Ace, et cetera. Did you, did we, did you miss anybody? I want I mean, if we're shouting out people, um, let's make sure we get everybody here. And here's the thing. Our team is like now too big for me to like test whether I can do it off the top of my head. um, so make, making sure, yeah, you mentioned Sean, mentioned Mensa, you mentioned XJ, uh, you mentioned Ace, DJ, uh, Jeremy Goldstein, Jeremy G- Goldstein, shout out to Ithaca College, uh, where he goes, he's been doing social for us. Uh, so if you notice, we're putting out those little clips during the game. That's Jeremy Goldstein. So we have another Jeremy on the crew. So shout out to him. Shout out to everybody. It's the best crew in best crew in content creation. How about that? And APJP. You didn't mention him either. Emil, what's going on, Emil? Um the Knicks approved everyone wrong, including us. They're in prime position to make a splash in the offseason. I'm trying to live in the moment, but I can't wait for the offseason off to see what we do. Um I'm pretty good living in the moment right now. I'm I'm usually not very good at that and I've I'm I'm very much all in on this the here and now, I wonder how easy it is going to be for people to live in the moment. If, and this is obviously a big if, because I don't think this is going to happen, but like if they, if like the first couple of games against Cleveland don't go well, you know, and there's like a glaring player or players who are not pulling their weight or something, then I guarantee you it's going to be tough to live in the moment. Um, but for right now, no, it's, it's, we'll talk about the off season when the off season comes. They are in prime position, and they have proven everybody wrong. Uh, What did they win today? Today was their 46th win. Their over-under was was 39.5. Their over-under was 39.5. Only the Kings in the league this year, I believe, I believe, um, have exceeded their over-under more than the Knicks, and I'm going to double check that right now. But I'm fairly certain that, that that is the case. Thank you, Emil. Appreciate you, man. JTM, first time, long time. Welcome aboard. Playoffs, woohoo! I hate RJ, by the way. Ugh. I again, it's not the time for it. It is not the time for it. Um, but. I wonder. I wonder where most of the and it's you can't even get a right answer on this because, like, you put out a Twitter poll and you think that's representative of the whole fan base. It's not. Like, there's a hell of a lot of Nick fans out there who are, who are just not online and yeah. And I always wonder, like, how representative is Twitter uh, of the fan base? But I, I, I am curious. I wonder where. I wonder where most fans are at on on RJ. Um, I don't know, but I do know that there is more than enough time and opportunity for he to, for him to shift uh, a lot of those opinions. So yeah, uh, so yeah, the Knicks over under I misspoke. Their over under before the season was actually thirty eight and a half. That's what I have according to BasketballReference dot com. So they have already exceeded that um, by. Uh, seven and a half games if I could count correctly. Um and the Kings, yeah, the Kings killed theirs. They the their Kings over under was 34 and a half. They are I don't know if this is I don't think this updated yet today. Um, but the Kings I or he have either forty seven or or forty eight wins. Uh do, do, do. Kings have forty seven wins. Okay. So yeah, the Kings have exceeded their over under by the most other than that, oh, and the Jazz. Shout out to the Jazz. Good job by the Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay, so those teams those teams had very, very low over-unders and the Indiana Pacers. Okay, so I really misspoke. All of these teams, Pacers, Thunder, and Jazz had three of the five lowest over-unders. They all had over-unders between 23.5 and 24.5, and all of those have exceeded their over-unders by about 10 or more. But amongst the teams that are still relevant and in the playoff In the playoffs, uh, it's, you know, it's the Knicks and it's the uh, and it's the Kings. And that's it. So. Good job. (laughs) Thanks, JTM. Roger Fortune. What's going on, Roger? We back. Hoping to see the silver lining to Julius Randle being out is to get the rest or is to get the rest of these players in a rhythm. And maybe even Julius Randle seeing what he can do better. Are Asking for Julius Randle introspection, are we? That's a bold move, Cotton. Um, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. I think, you know, I think the tough... Look, it's so difficult because this is a player who we know in that Atlanta series. And then I think last year, definitely in the Atlanta series, but I think it carried over to some extent to last year. (sighs) Overthinking it or like trying to like, you know, be like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Just like, he's a guy that I feel as much as anyone that I've ever watched. Any, any really good player, at least needs to let the game come to him in and just let the game come naturally to him. And if he tries to do anything other than how the game kind of comes naturally to him, I think it could get dicey, which is why I think we see what, why, why, why we draw such a direct correlation between Julius getting in his own head and poor play Um because it's just a bad mix. So like, that actually worries me a little bit, the concept of him watching right now and being like, huh, you know, there's more movement going on and there's a little bit more passing. And and again, I want to be very clear. Julius Randle has passed the ball brilliantly, brilliantly for a player at his position um, this season. In my, that's my opinion. You could disagree. I think he's done everything they could have asked in terms of passing and moving the ball as the season has gone on, maybe not so much early on, but definitely as the season has gone on, Um, putting aside maybe the last two or three games that he played before the injury. So yeah, but like, you know, and again, but at the end of the day, it's, they, they need him. They need him at his best. And you know what? To it, it is. As long as he is fully engaged on defense, and as long as he is continuing to be smart and have the sort of offensive process that he has had for the majority of this year, it is worth it. It is a worthy trade-off to have him back out there, a fully engaged Julius Randle, even if it takes away from some of what the nice things that we've seen Certainly today with the passing and the last couple of days, you know, also with the Cleveland game with the ball movement. And, you know, if you want to throw defense in there, too, because I think their defense, obviously, look, they had a million points scored on them in the first half or first quarter against Cleveland. First half tonight was a very good. But like there is, you know. You know. Julius has his moments every game where it's like, oh, Julius just isn't going to move out of the paint on this and his man's in the corner and open and and taking a shot. Like you don't have those either. I think it's all, it's all a worthy trade-off. They need Julius back. uh, If they're going to do anything of, of, of note in the playoffs.
1: You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and protein-plus meals on the menu each week prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper, but meals are already quicker than restaurants delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to Factormeals.com slash Filmschool50 and use the code Filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's Factormeals.com slash Filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit.
2: Jess, what's going on, Jess? Uh, if we have a strong showing in the playoffs, is there a chance the front office keeps this team going forward or will it be another summer of trade talks every day? I do not think it will be a summer of trade talks every day. Um, as I look up and I see the Cavs losing to the Pacers. huh? That's interesting. Um, because I think you're going to get, I think the trading is going to be done early. I think the Knicks are going to unless the Knicks win the championship this year, I think they're going to, I think it's going to be an active summer. And I say active summer. I think there will be moves made. And I think there will be moves made involving as of right now, I would, I would posit multiple rotation players. If you asked me to bet money now, and you gave me even money on one and a half rotation players being moved via trade this summer, I would take the over. Um and almost regardless of what they do the rest of this postseason. Uh that's my that's my thinking and I that's my thinking. So I I know nothing, by the way. That's just my that's my guess. Obviously I'm I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Jess appreciate it uh, Busy what's going on Busy <laughs> found something Brunson can't do well he thinks at throwing lobs Um, it's not his best skill Uh, he's throwing some nice lobs though he got he got OB on a lob what was it the last game or two games ago something like that Uh, he can do it it's just not he's shorter you know he's shorter he like RJ has him by what like five or six inches So I don't think it's his skill set. Not that that's ever stopped some of the other short point cards, but like, you know, Jalen Brunson's not perfect, but he's perfect for us. He's perfect for our team. That's for sure. Thanks, Busy. Uh, Red, what's going on, Red? In a weird way, I like starting the playoffs on the road. Being at MSG for the Hawks, and there was a lot of pressure in the air. Get sea legs and come home. Totally, totally, totally. I like the fact that I think we will be underdogs in this series. I hope we're underdogs in this series. I don't I don't want any sort of narrative about like oh the Knicks are supposed to win this series against the Cavs. Like make no mistake about it. We are all sitting here and we are all blowing smoke up this team's butt because we love this team and we believe in this team and this is the best Knicks team that we've had in so 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 long. The Cavs should be favored. And the Cavs and we are the underdog and the Cavs should be most media people should be picking the caps to win because they are, they have more talent than us. And generally in the playoffs over a seven game series, the team that has more talent will win. As I explained the other night, I think how our talent fits together and how functional it is top to bottom is the best advantage that we have. And I think we are, <clears throat> um, um, I think the fact that it's, it's not a great matchup, but I think it's a pretty good matchup for us, which is why I'm going to be very hopeful going into that series. But like the long, the long story short, I, I hope they're not going into this feeling, all kinds of pressure. And I think the fact that they, um, I hope the fact that they um, have done so well on the road this year, makes them feel that much more confident and not tight coming out in game one. Uh, this is a tweet from Steph Bondi with a playoff spot clinched. Tom Thibodeau said he won't consider resting players until, until he's locked into a seed. There are still some things at stake. If someone is nicked up, they won't play, but we will keep playing. We need to play our best going forward again. Say I'm being a Thibodeau apologist if you want. Um, but they with the caveat that that Timberwolves Nets game is massive. If the Nets win that freaking Timberwolves game, the Knicks. I'm not saying treat Wednesday against the Pacers like it's a playoff game, but like. Go win that game. Do not let this freaking thing linger into the weekend. Do not do not do that to yourselves. Go into New Orleans. Go eat some 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 gumbo. Enjoy yourselves. Free and clear. Please. Please, please, please. Thanks, Red. Haitian Frag, what's going on, Haitian? Let's go KFS. Happy to share this with our community. Me and you both, man. Joining Patreon was the best decision ever. Y'all don't get enough credit for what y'all bring to us. Let's go next. You, I mean, it, man. Seriously, we are the lucky ones. We we are, the team is making made the playoffs tonight, and people are sitting here talking about it Nick's film school. It, it's uh, it's wild, man. Uh, we love the community. We love all of you. You let us do this, <laughs> and you pay attention to us. So, <laughs> what could be better? It's I mean, it's a dream come true for us. Truly, truly, truly. Now let's now let's have some fun in the playoffs, right? Would love that. Thank you, Haitian. Appreciate you, man. Sam Garcia's dad. Thank you for the generous contribution. Don't forget. Oh my goodness. We got some gems here. Frederick Weiss. Weiss? 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 Did I get that right? Phil Jackson losing Steve Kerr and getting Derek Fisher, Kurt Rambis. Oof. Although if you listen to Steve Kerr tell it, if he had gotten the next job, he wouldn't have made much of a difference. Um, tonight, I don't care. We are in the playoffs with a good possibility to do some damage. Grimes is awesome tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, they, it's a, I don't know, it's a fifty-five forty-five series, one way or the other. Sixty forty, maybe. I'm sure if you ask some Cavs fans, they'll tell you, uh, uh, yeah, we should win it. You know, it's it's sixty-five thirty-five us in terms of the odds, right? I'm sure that I imagine that's what a lot of Cavs fans are thinking. Maybe even maybe even higher. I don't know. Again, I think the the big apparently the big talking point in uh, the Cleveland fan community the last few days has been that Friday night didn't really matter because they didn't have a Coro and they didn't have Jared Allen. Okay, that's fine. We'll see what happens. We didn't we didn't have one of our guys either. So a, a player of some renown, Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? Last year, Fred Katz had an article, article about how Tibbs loved coaching the young guys on this team, the most Tibbs team he's had. Been awesome this year. It, like, I think it's funny because we, we and it, like I'm not saying we as a fan base, but like, it's easier to focus on the misses and the missteps. So like the cam reddish thing was a glaring clusterfuck, you know, not of monumental proportions though, because ultimately it was like a protected pick that again, talk about the original sin. The original sin was probably not making the original pick or waiting until you were on the clock with that, that where you had two picks in three spots. And they didn't want to make both of those picks waiting until you were on the clock and you didn't find a deal that you loved. And then you ended up with a pick that you really didn't want and sent that to camp. Whatever. We don't have to go through that again. The point is that was a glaring misstep. And the cam Tibbs marriage was <laughs> not, not, not great, Bob. Um, and then obviously the Obi thing, the Obi thing, but even the Obi thing I think is like, you know, it's hard to look at Obi and not at least at the very least say that he has developed in very meaningful ways since he's been drafted and since he has been forced to adapt his game under this coach. Now, if Obi Top and goes somewhere else next year and is and lights the league on fire because he's just a blur in transition and he's getting hit with lobs left and right. And he's playing center in lineups that allow him to play center and they could survive that on defense and the whole thing. And he finds that unique situation. Yeah. That's going to be a bad look for, for Tibbs, but it's also going to be a bad look for the organization to a certain extent. And as I say that again, it always comes back to, they didn't anticipate Julius Randle turning into an all NBA player. So, there's a lot of stuff that factors in there um but i fo- i say that stuff first because like it's very easy to focus on the the ways in which maybe front office and roster and coach have not all been aligned, and yet we kind of don't pay nearly enough attention to the fact that whether it's I mean, you really could go up and down and, and not just draft picks, but free agent signings as well, because like Jalen Brunson is still kind of young ish, but at the very least, Quen Grimes, Deuce and Pride, Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson, Tibbs got here on his, on, his, on his rookie contract. Like, do you want to throw Jericho Sims in there too? Um, it, like perfect marriage perfect marriage of how the organization wants to go about its business, how the coach wants to go about his business, and how these players seem to very genuinely like to go about their business. And that is... That's as good a sign of organizational synergy and stability... There's that word again... as anything. You know? So with all due respect to the Cam situation, which obviously uh, elicited... <coughs> I can't even say his straight face, you know, people putting up signs on, on subway stations um, and the OB situation, which, again, justifiably have has caused, caused a, a, a fair bit of consternation over the years. With all due respect to those things, for the most part, this has been a lot more good than bad when it comes to what you're talking about, Danny. Thanks, man. Jessica, what's going on? Jessica There, Playoffs clinched thanks to this coach, the coaching staff, the front office, for not making knee-jerk decisions, acquiring Josh Hart, Jalen Brunson, the return of Julius, the meteoric and historic, historic rise of Emmanuel Quickly. Let's freaking go, Nick. So many good, so many good decisions went into making this team what it was. You don't I I don't know what the, like, I think, I think the easiest jump, like I was going through the over unders before. I think the easiest jump is to go from a team that is picked to be like one of the worst teams in the league and at least be like respectable. That's just a matter of like, you know, like coaching. That's a big part of, you know, maybe staying healthy a little bit, just like people underestimated you. People maybe thought you wanted to tank more than you did. That's, that's easy. I think the hardest jump is probably to go from a non-contender to a contender, which doesn't really happen in season ever. It's very rare that it happens in season. Like the last time that I could think about where it really truly happened for me was like the warriors, their first championship, like before that year, there was like a, a handful of teams or five or six or seven teams or whatever where you were like, these teams can win it. And then there were the warriors who were just like kind of on the outside looking in. And then they turned into a contender before very eyes. Like that's the hardest jump. And even that, like it, you know, it's not like they had to overcome anything. It's not like they, like they just kind of, we, we didn't, they we, they were much better than we thought the jump. The Knicks have made, where you have this league right now where you have, I think before the season, it was thought of as, as like seven or maybe eight contenders, true contenders, and then five or six tanking teams. And then the rest of the league, 15 or 16 teams, legitimately 15 or 16 teams where you just threw into this middle. And I know there were a lot of people out there and I have to raise my hand here because I was one of them who was like, man, are we sure the Knicks aren't at the bottom or towards the bottom of that group? And they've gone from that, potentially, and the over-under reflects that they were towards the bottom of that group at the very least, to go from that to essentially being at the very, very top of that group, which is what they are. Think about all, that, all the good decisions and all of the individual player growth that goes into making something like that happen. It's not just one thing or two things. It's like, it's all the, it's everything you mentioned and and several other things too. Like it is. Yeah. Really special, really special and really impressive. And they deserve all the credit in the world. Thank you, Jessica. Um, So, but by the way, I, I, did not shout you out and I should have shouted you up for Jessica Elsner uh, is the moderator on our our KFS discord uh for patrons. And she does an amazing job in that. And uh, she's like our biggest fan and our biggest supporter. And, you know, she's part of the family as well. So thank you, Jessica. Appreciate you for everything you do as, as well. Um, OK, Alex. Another member of our family here. Shout out to APJP. Sorry I left you out. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Shout out to Jessica and the Discord. There we go. Again, Alex, it's like freaking ESP, man. What the hell? Join the Patreon or you miss out. Yeah, there's so many good per- Patreon perks. Um, so, yeah. And KFS post game is more fun than fun is fun. Can we say that, though, for real? More fun. Than- is, is the KFS post game more fun than fun is fun? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so. The playoffs are more fun than fun is fun. That's for sure. Um, Wes Niles. What's going on, Wes? Let's go Knicks and let's go cullets. Or let's freaking go Cutlets. Um, cullets are for winners. Cullets are for winners. Cutlets are not for losers. Obi really played a complete game and played over 20 minutes. Please leave the French guy on the bench. Well, Tom DiBio did leave the French guy on the bench. At the end of um, at the end of that game. So you you got your wish. I don't think you're, I mean, you'll see Evan Fournier. I have a feeling down the stretch of the season if, if Wednesday night goes well. But I don't, I don't think you're seeing Evan Fournier in the playoffs. And if you do something probably went wrong. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. Appreciate you. Exhibition continues. Playoff cups for everyone. Playoff cups. I mean. Playoff cups. I don't know what specifically you're referring to. Maybe the cups that they give out at MSG for like when you buy a beverage during the playoffs. I'd like to pick up one of those actually. Busy. The ball moves so well without ball stoppers. Hashtag just saying. Still imagining dreaming of a world where OB is the starting power forward. Uh, I got to push back on you here, man. Julius Randle wasn't the only player not in the game today just throwing it out there. Um a lot of great ball movement. A lot of great ball movement in this game today. But let's let's keep it positive. Keep it positive. Um I think this is it. APJP. Can I get you up here? Is that allowed? No? I don't know. I'll give him a second. Um as I am I just turned on. So we got interesting um, Cavs Pacers game was is really neck and neck. Uh the Cavs have an, an angel food cake schedule down the stretch, but like they do still need to win another game to clinch the four seed. Oh, never mind. APJP's computer is dying. Okay, we'll get out of here. Uh I've said thanks enough, but I'll say thank you one more time to everybody watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support of Nick's Film School. Thank you to everybody who I mean the generosity of the super chats tonight was just off the charts. Truly. Um, we will be back with more fun and games soon. Oh, one more Sam Garcia's dad. I am here for all the Jalen Brunson fun, Brunson fun, Brunson. Uh, Jalen Brunson is more fun than fun is fun. I know that. Um, yeah. So, uh, me and Jeremy, we're recording tomorrow, uh, special two part pod that is dropping at various times this week. And then, uh, we got a game on Wednesday, the whole thing. Love you all. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Playoffs! Playoffs?